Hi, this is Joe Ross. Welcome back to Stormwatch Homebrew. In our previous session, Brandon, as Alexandretta Blueshade, and James, as Graydon Dredsworth, encountered a rather peculiar fellow, Thaddeus Pole, on a wooded dirt lane. Pole, having been waylaid by bandits, begged our adventurers to find the bandits and return his stolen items. Graydon and Alexandretta agreed, at a price, and spent the remainder of the encounter battling bandits in an abandoned quarry. Choosing to camp nearby rather than expend precious health potions, we pick up the tale here with our wizard and our lupin freshly rested. Ready for the next encounter, here now, Stormwatch Homebrew, Episode 2, Banderhob. So your, your, your campfire is kind of uh, dwindling and um, still quite a bit of fog in the forest and you guys got a really great night's sleep, um, despite the large battle you had. Like, it, you definitely needed the rest. So you guys are kind of waking up a little bit and um, getting ready to start the day. The sun is really low in the sky. Uh, none of the fog has dissipated at all. Okay, we're going to make our way back to Toad Friend. You're going to head back towards Thaddeus? Mm-hmm. Do, we, do we expect any bandits will be returning to this place soon or no? Um, We're not worried about it. There were five beds in the cave. Perfect. So, um, and you fought five bandits. So, looks like a, just kind of a small band, um, probably just trying to trying to survive during yeah. tough times. They did pretty well for a while. <laughs> so, uh, you make your way back towards Thaddeus, um, and uh, take on me. <laughs> you get back up there and. Uh, yeah. Find the road, and you see that that uh, the cart is still there, uh, pushed off the side of the road just a little ways. And uh, you see beside it, like where uh, Thaddeus may have started, like just a small campfire, because the night it did get pretty cold. Um, but it's not a; <laughs> it doesn't look like a well-constructed uh, campfire at all. And uh, as you guys approach, he he kind of comes out from underneath the the cart and his uh his eyes widen as you guys approach and he's kind of staring at you all and you can kind of see that uh, he's got a little bit of tears welling up in his eyes and uh a little, strange like a little hint of drool in the corners of his of his are his horses back his wide mouth and his horses are are beside him um and he he hurries towards you uh, with excitement, and he's like, I, d- I didn't think you guys were going to come back. I'm so happy to see you. I got my horses that came back last night. Okay, show us the rest of the money, please. Um, did you get the pack? Yeah. Toss it to him. No, uh, no, he's good. We got it. Okay. I'll get it out and hold it out. So you hold it out towards him, and he goes, oh, Thank you. And he actually he pulls out. Um, uh, the 150 gold, and then um, gives gives you both each an extra an extra 10 gold, and just says thank you, thank you, thank you. One last thing, I want that Feldman pipe. It is a Feldman. A Feldman pipe. Yeah. My father gave this to me. Do you want the pack or not? Make an intimidation check. Oh, you really trying to intimidate him for a bubble pipe? Twelve. Twelve. 
Okay. Okay. And he hands you the bubble pipe. <laughs> okay, so we got another 75, that's another 85, right? Okay, so he uh, he takes his pack and he, he puts it back in the little cart and uh, puts his horses back up on the cart and they uh, kind of turn and, and take off down the road. Tell your friends. Um, having helped Thad, uh, you recall that... Um, when you ran into Thad, you were actually on your way to uh, the quaint Caliandran Cal- uh, library to meet with Madame uh, Chomfrey, the librarian. Mm. And uh, so Thad, Thad kind of rides off down the road, and um, we should rest for a ride. Alex, you turn turn around. And <laughs> it's great. Took his bubble pipe, <laughs> sent him on his way, and you're like, wait. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of heading the opposite direction that you guys are heading. Um, and Alex, you turn to, to Graydon and say, hey, I think the library is actually fairly close. I think the library is actually fairly close. Let's go there. All right. Uh, you guys ride up, and, and the quaint library is tucked away uh, in the corner of town. Um, and it, it's almost, you would almost describe it as not being in town. There's no visible houses. Uh, just more trees and a little pathway that leads up to the library. Um, as you approach, you can kind of see its paint is faded, um, and the door groans as you open it. And inside, you find uh, tall wooden shelves lined with books, uh, lit by dusty shafts of sunlight streaming down from the skylight above. And an elderly woman lifts herself on wobbly knees from her armchair and, and hurries over to shake your hands. Pause. Sorry. Good day, fair lady. Do you have a librarian, or do I need one? Uh, give, give me a librarian. Yeah, that'd be great. Does she have a beard? Uh, she's got. Yeah, she's definitely got some gray whiskers. I think most of my uh, most of your characters are bearded. Here, I have a beer wench. She can. Pre- you can pretend that that's actually. Uh... So you guys walk inside. And you see it's multiple Better levels. Trumpet. She's kind of down in the bottom as she gets up from the chair and walks over towards the door to greet you. She's going to turn into a monster because this music's scary. And she says, Hello. Hello. It's so good to see you all. So good. And she shakes your hands. And she's like, do her hands feel clammy and cold, or do they feel warm? They feel warm. Okay. Have you been here warm. before? She's not the undead. I don't remember. And and she hands, she reaches out to Alex, and and she has this little, this old dusty leather bound uh, journal, and uh, face. She says. <laughs> <laughs> she says, here, here, here is Locke's journal. I did find it for you. Ah, thank you. And if you turn to uh, the page I have marked on the side, you'll see the passage that I underlined for you. All right. Thank you. Open it up. I'm looking. Page 261. Okay. Um, You open it up, and and you're kind of envisioning uh, Locke. Uh, Make an arcana check, both of you. Make an arcana check. I'm disinterested. Okay. 
I rolled an eight. You're not really sure who this lot guy is, um, but you envision he had kind of a deeper voice. And uh, on that page, it's it's the majority of the way through the through the journal. Um, you can kind of see a part that uh, Miss Chomfrey has has underlined and says his brother Feldum, working on his bubble pipe mold cast whatever you call it was one of the first to tell me about the greatest sword in the hero's night Feldon proclaimed that at the end of each age of this earth the elemental warlocks of the forsaken would attempt to gain control of every living thing the fate of the world will be in the hands of the hero's knight the only living soul capable of wielding the greatest sword the hilt of the sword contains four empty sockets that hold the jewels of the elements air, fire, water, and earth. Is that Kanite? Heroes Kanite? Kniggit. Kniggit. Yeah. He holds the uh, hilt with four jewels. Is that what he said? Uh, the hilt of the greatest sword contains four empty sockets that hold the jewels of the elements air, fire, water, and earth. Are these uh, specific jewels named air, fire, water, and earth, or could we just say, I don't know, raid some bandits for some gems and stick them in there? Make it arcana check. Oh, Suck on that. So you studied these, uh, in, in your past where you were studying gemstones as a child, that... Um, well, I also went to university. Yeah, and that interest had carried on. In, gem, and gemology in your gemology classes, um, you learned that each of these gemstones were made uh, specifically to combat each of the warlocks of the elementals. Um, so, uh, in the first age, these gemstones were, were made and forged and infused with magic, magical powers uh, to help uh, the greatest sword become the greatest sword. So is this sword capable of destroying the warlocks, or who is it it's supposed to be used against? Yes. Um, you may read the journal entry again? Yes. Yeah. Okay. His brother, Feldum, working on his bubble pipe cast, was the one who first told me about the greatest sword and the hero's knight. Whose brother? Locke's brother. It is Locke writing this? Locke is, Locke writing, is this? writing this. Oh, this yeah. is from Locke's so journal. Locke is saying, he, you said his. Mm-hmm. His brother, Feldum, working on his bubble pipe cast, was the, one of the first to tell me about the greatest sword in the hero's night. Are Locke and Feldum brothers? Uh, Locke uh, is not related to Feldum. Okay. His brother, who's the... You haven't identified a... a you can turn back a page and look and see if it refers to his yes. brother anywhere else. Go back a page. Okay. Uh, you flip back a page, and uh, you do see another journal entry about Gingham. Gingham? Gingham and Feldham. Those are the brothers. Gotcha. Okay. You guys can tell when I make things up. Because... <laughs> so Gingham's brother, Feldham, working on his bubble pipe. Cast, yeah. It told the story of the hero knight. The greatest sword and the hero's knight. Well, Heroes Night. Feldon proclaimed that at the end of each age of this earth, the elemental warlocks of the Forsaken would attempt to gain control of every living thing. Elemental warlocks of the Forsaken? That's not ominous or anything. The fate of the world will be in the hands of the Heroes Knight, the only living soul capable of wielding the greatest sword. 
The hilt of the sword contains four empty sockets that hold the jewels of the elements air, fire, water, and earth. Mm. Okay. Um... Do they... Read one more time. What did the journal say? Or what What did Feldham claim? Or what did Gingham claim? Uh, Feldham proclaimed that at the end of each age of this earth, the elemental warlocks of the Forsaken would attempt to gain control of every living thing. The fate of the world would be in the hands of the hero's knight, the only living soul capable of wielding the greatest sword. The hilt of the sword contains four sockets that okay, hold, hold the on. jewels. Sounds like Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, really does. Uh, between scene music. What are the uh, gems again? Air, fire, water, earth. Okay. Uh, and the gemstone them. of fine clothing. Haberdashery. The gemstone of haberdashery. Can we <laughs> please find that somewhere? Will you please just Maybe. make a note? Yeah. At some point, someone finds the gemstone of haberdashery. It doesn't. That's Zora fit. for sure. But it doesn't fit anywhere in this. What? Needs a pencil. You came unprepared. I have all the pencils. I just want to go get them. <laughs> Wielded by whom? The Knights of Badassery. Who is it again? The Heroes Knight. One singular? Yes. One knight. I think we have to call it here. What? Yeah, it's 10.45. 10.45? And it will... Will it destroy the uh, elemental warlocks? Or... What did it say? What's the language there? What will happen to them? The warlocks? Um... The fate of the world would be in the hands of the hero's knight, the only living soul capable of wielding the greatest sword. The greatest sword containing the elemental gems of air, water, fire, earth, wielded by the hero's knight against the elemental warlocks of the Forsaken? Presumably. Okay. So, great. All right, well, so we what, can have a lot of stuff to find. What now, right? Well, we have... What's we been going on, librarian? <laughs> oh, we've just been tending to my books. Look at all these books. Right, should I should I tip her for the uh, journal? Do I get to keep this? Uh, no, she, she keeps going to keep the journal. 
<laughs> she doesn't like, but you can't check out any books in the library. Um, can't check she, out the books of the she, library. Yeah, she keeps them all here, but there's lots of spaces to read books, so you're welcome to look around if you like. I'm a, I'm a speed reader, right? I'm very smart. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Can I speed read the speed read this and, and uh, can I ingest all of this really quick? The entire journal. The journal. The journal is mainly about like women that he slept with, oh, uh, yeah. and. Um, yeah, you speed read through it. It's it's got a lot of useless information. Um, I'm like holding up nudies. Yeah, like uh, Locke was. Uh, you, you find by reading his journal that he wasn't a man of much substance. Uh, he liked gambling and women. And, um, Do spent, you have a, a lot of time doing that? Seldom's Guide to Pipes. Oh, sorry, I don't. Uh, but I've got lots of other books that I could show you. Don't you have Seldom's Guide to Pipes? No. No. Do you have Gingham's Guide to Feldham's Pipes? I, I I don't think that's a real book. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, some librarian you are. <laughs> uh, it's a real book. They haven't invented Dewey so. Decimal yet, I don't think. Uh, based on the last time we were here, I, I did set some, set some books aside for both of you. If you have some oh, please, time to yes. spend reading them. Um, and she hands, hands some three books over to, uh, to Graydon. Uh first book is called Enjoying Chicken on the Road. Um, <laughs> the uh, second book is called Flea Infestations. Oh, this first chapter is on cooking. It's not I mean, just a you problem. Yeah, you know. And the third book is called The Mind of the Werewolf. Hmm. I'll uh, read that. She, she also hands over a little pile of books to Alex. Um, and uh, these three books that she hands to you are When You Know It's Your Time for Your First Magic Tower. Hmm. Um, second book is Dress Designs for the Active Wizard. And then the third one is uh, What the Color of Your Magic Missiles Say About the Inner You. <laughs> okay. I'm going to read all of those really quick. So as you guys sit down, you're kind of like flipping through these books. Um, Madame Shoffrey goes upstairs and kind of noodles around a little bit. And then she kind of comes downstairs in a hurry. And she's like, uh, she says, Uh... Alex, uh, the blue flame on Gerald's tower, it's its lit. It's lit. He's in trouble. Oh, no. Alex, you remember that uh, Gerald is a, is a green wizard who concerns himself uh, solely with the matters of the forest, but, but not much else. Um, but something something's going on. Uh, the blue flame uh, on top of his tower is his signal to say that something is awry. How do you know if it's a sourdough? You eat it? Is it just a different color or... What? Whatever is a rye. <laughs> is there a different color? So it's off to the tower then? Next time on... I just read... Don't stay up late. The... F- uh, how to deal with your first magic tower. Oh, great. But how... It's how to make your own tower. When to know that it's time for that you're for, for your you. own magic tower. Like you're going to seclude yourself in a tower. Yeah, you're going to have your own. Yeah. yeah, I like that even better. You make a note, a mental note, that speed reading doesn't always give you the best uh, no, it's true. content understanding. I <laughs> mostly just read the chapter titles. One day you'll quit adventuring and you'll start working on something. Yeah. That, requires seclusion flying machines uh, Zach Morris timeout um, this is close to the end of, okay. the, of this the of the adventure but okay. 
Uh, up to you guys if you... Will it take us another hour to finish? I would say about 30 minutes, but... Let's do it. All right. Yes. We hustled to the tower of All Gerald. Right. So, okay, so you run the tower out of Geraldine. and you head, head towards Gerald's tower. Um, uh, we Gerald bid adieu to uh, Beer, Beersley book lady. Ching, ching. <laughs> ching, ching. Are we done with the... Yeah, we could have spent more time there, but... Oh. Since we're there. We'll always come back, for sure. Yes. We'll get there. We'll have to put that on you the You did map. just get that note from your uh, from your friend. Which note from who, friend? Remember from Linda? That uh, Evangel Lily delivered? Something is amiss? I don't remember. Yeah. Something was... Something, something was, was amiss in the... Something was a sourdough. is a rather swampy area here. Maybe not so many pine trees. So Gerald's Tower is kind of actually where you guys were, just the opposite direction of the library. And so you had you the tower with Gerald. Kind of head head back um, to where you were. Yeah, you get that can be. Uh, flip it around so it doesn't look like the. Uh, Tower of Infinite Sorrow or Joy or whatever. Which one? Oh, that's that one over there. Okay. Oh, this is a different, completely different tower? Um, this is a Days of Future Past tower, ah, okay. a version of the same thing. Okay, so. cool. Um, this is like so you, current day, past, same thing. You guys kind of veer off a little side path to get to, to Gerald's Tower. Um, it's, I mean, you're that's him. Standard edition. You're uh, <laughs> Graydon in the front, Alex in the back. Uh, you get there, and the bridge is kind of smashed, and just across the way, um, in the, the shrubs. Well, actually, both of you make a perception check. Okay, Alex, you see that the um, the shrubs look like they're moving against the wind. Can I wade through this creek? So Bob Seger made an appearance after all. <laughs> That's amazing that oh, I foreshadowed that. It's true. An hour and a half ago. Okay. Uh, Graydon begins to uh, ford the, the creek. Is it deep or? I can't tell yet. Deep and wide? It's not that, it's not that deep. It's a nice little clear um, creek, and you can see some like, little fish darting okay. in and out of it. Um, Check for sea glass as you go but across. As you get across, all of a sudden... The shrubs start to move towards you, and they have eyes. The and shrubs have eyes? The shrubs have eyes, and what you see marching towards you is shrubs and mushrooms and a tree. And a small, all a small alive. Int. A small angry int. Yes. Are they mad? They are mad, everyone. Uh, hail, <laughs> forest folk. Thank you. Good job. Do they talk? They look angry. And I need everyone to roll initiative. Oh. I have a bag of fertilizer. <laughs> you don't want them to grow. Um, 16. Oh, last. Nine. How about I get a little bit closer right here? I'm still a little better than all the shrubs. 
They okay. don't so much look angry as they do maniacal. Yeah. Okay, well, we don't want that. Yeah, that guy? You kidding me? <laughs> don't eat that guy. No, do not eat that guy. Okay. I feel like that's what happened. We ate one of these guys, and then... So, they're marching towards you, and uh, it's kind of odd that they are look like they're attacking so close to a green wizard's tower. Um, but they're coming after you, and uh, Alex, it's your turn. Say, in the name of Gerald, stop. In the name of Gerald, Halt. I keep moving towards you. Okay. Um, let's just light them all up with a fireball. All right. Oh, man. Do they look hydrated or are they kind of dry? It's been dry right here. Uh, they look pretty hydrated. The creek nearby has helped out. It's going to be a 10. 10? They can't have shoot very... Yeah, did, did, which one points to the... right in the center, so we'll shoot for the end. Okay, here. you're shooting for the, the awakened tree. And you rolled a what? A, fo- a 10. Okay, a 10 will miss. How do they have armor? That high. Isn't that armor? It's just small and Can I catch woody. some of the ground on fire? Maybe it can... <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Graydon, your turn. I guess I'll just lope over to this shroom dude and <laughs> try to hack his try cap off. Try to step off. on him. <laughs> Great sword. Six and five is eleven. Hits. Well, great. Oh man, he's gonna die his first hit. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, you swing at it and it just like splits the little shrub in half, and it's it's spores. It, Are there spores? Oh, oh, it's spores. It's a mushroom. It splits the mushroom in half, and spores fly everywhere. And you sneeze, <laughs> you sneeze. I think you have different tennis shoes on every time we come over here. Yeah, I usually keep three pair in rotation and swap them out every couple months. Okay, the uh, little orange shrub is going to attack you. Oh, man, you better get over here. (laughs) What is this? Shoo! It rolls a three. Does that hit? He like, oh, I'm sorry, four. He swings a branch at me and it snaps okay. off. So he swings and it <laughs> kind of snaps. And another one attacks. And for also the same. I do too. The, the mushroom kind of like, like in a... kind of like tilts its little cap towards you and these uh-huh. spores fly out, but they just fall short at your feet. Hmm. Well, it was unfortunate for them. They're about to be obliterated. <laughs> okay, Alex, your turn. Okay. Um, I will do the same. What? Another firebolt, fire somebody? Fire Why don't you magic missile and catch him on fire? When I said it would take 30 more minutes, I'd... Uh, you're depending on me not to... Yeah. Dally. Okay. Back with that again. Okay, um... I mean, Firebolt works pretty well. If I hit something. I'll uh, aim for the, uh... So, what do we got left? You got uh, two shrubs, a mushroom, and a tree. Okay. So <laughs> they are all still there. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll go for the tree. Okay. 
That's a 24. Okay. That'll hit. And then the spaceship. A 10. Yeah. Okay, so uh, this firebolt shoots out and hits the tree, and actually it catches the tree on fire, and because this tree is vulnerable to fire, it actually does double damage, so it takes 20 damage. I better kill that tree. <laughs> All right, Graydon, your turn. It's still alive? Yeah. But it is literally on fire. Okay, I'm attacking the other shroomy. Whoa! Okay, what's your uh, attack? I want to see. I'm kind of nine. A nine will hit. Oh, wow. These shroom guys are not very strong. It's Eleven. Okay, you were, which one were you attacking? The shroom. The shroom, okay. You lop the cap off of that one, too. And uh, it, it falls. Hey, buddy. Spores. Do you want to sit in my lap? Kind of like a mushroom slug guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, slug? Orange shrub will attack Graydon. <laughs> Does a 10 hit? No. Okay. We have no bonus? Uh, does a 7 hit? No. Okay. Um, the tree's going to move up. Yeah. And he's going to get flanking. Ow. Oh. 13? Are you, you oh, yeah. get two rolls? 18. Yep. Okay. So he picks Graydon up in the in a bowels in his bowels and lifts him high off the ground and oh, drops wow. him on the ground and does nine damage. Is he prone? No. Yeah. Landed on your feet, but hurt. Yes. All right. I'll ma- magic missile one for everyone. Remember how to do it. Firebolt's the way to go. Firebolt's the way to go. Because he's a tree. Fire. Double damage. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know why. I, yeah. You're right. I don't double know why I was thinking damage. Magic Missile was double the fireball. Fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's kind of like a some sort of ball of electricity. Okay, so that's a, ten, a 20. That definitely not, is. Not natural. Okay. You're double hitting the tree damage. again? Hitting the tree again. Okay. Hit the tree again. Four. Okay, it'll take eight damage. <clears throat> I don't, yeah, it's funny. Like, I only just realized that Magic Missile isn't a fireball. <laughs> Graydon, your turn. Orange shrub. Five. Uh, Ten. That hits. Man, they hit easy, don't they? It's poor little wood folk. Ten. Ten damage? Okay, you split that one right down the middle, and the leaves fly everywhere, and it it goes down, too. Two left. Um, The third one. How is that tree still alive? That uh, little green bush is going to attack Graydon. And he d- what is it? How does it attack him? Does it try to bite him? What is it doing? It Gracious. is a rake. Is its move? <laughs> rake. So it's like, oh, <laughs> it might kind of like yeah. his little branch it swings out towards you. you. Yeah. It itches. Okay, and then uh, the tree is going to also try to pick you back up again. You got slammy. super furry legs. Too, you know how so. awful like little tiny cuts are. So. Yeah. Twelve. No. Is that it? Okay, so it reaches down oh, and misses and, and raises back up. Alex, your turn. So it's actually much larger than me? Yeah. 
Uh, same, Firebolt it, for the tree. Okay. Uh, that's a nine. A nine will miss. So you shoot a mode of fire, across the, goes across the creek, and just barely misses Graydon, too. He kind of dives hey. out of the way. All right, Graydon, your turn. Sorry. Green bush. Oh, you're dead. Yeah. That'll hit. Slice his roots off. <laughs> so mean. Twelve. <laughs> no, okay. Bad. So he reached down and sliced its roots off, and it, it tumbles over and dies. We just killed an entire camp of bandits, but I feel bad about the shrub. <laughs> okay. The tree is kind of a little a little weirded out, but it's it's going to attack You can't be time. doing that well. And it rolls a nine. That'll miss. Okay. Alex, your turn. Let's do it again. Firebolt. Oh, man. It's a 24. That'll hit. That'll hit. Where's my space? There it is. Where's my space needle? <laughs> Seven. 14. So 14 damage. Oh, because I rolled a 19? No, because it's, it's taken double damage from the fire oh, from damage. from the fire. Oh, yeah. I forgot to do that last time. So okay. it is Probably. toasting, and it is looking really, Toasty? really charred. Um, but it's still going to try to pick up. Wait, is it my turn now? Huh? Isn't it my turn now? Nope. Oh, yeah, it is. Sorry. It is your turn. Yeah. Sorry. 16. 16 will hit. 12. 12 damage? Yeah. Okay, how do you want to do it? Firewood. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I'll just like very precisely cut nice loggy pieces out of him. And toss it on the already burning fire Yeah, and then it just piles up, you know, like a pyre. Yeah. And, and is burning. You kind of make like a, a nice little fire. Plume. It's probably uh, hissing and and, and uh, snapping. All right, hissing, snapping, popping. You guys are kind of wondering why in the world all of the shrubs just decided to attack you, but uh, you're really close to uh, Gerald's Tower, so what do you want to do? Well, I mean, we don't see any uh, more evil shrubbery. <laughs> no, you don't see any, any evil shrubs. We'll go to the edge here. Gerald! Gerald! Can I look for uh, sea glass, any sort of nice river stones while I'm crossing? <laughs> Do I see anything? Do um, I need to make a nature check? Can, uh, let's see. Yeah, make a, uh, make a nature check. Let me just find my little page. Again. Twelve. It's middling. Okay, you kind of like fumble around in the sand just a little bit. I'm not fumbling. I just jump across and look as I go. Oh, you're just kind of just kind of gazing. Just just into glancing the water. as I yeah, run across to see if I see anything fancy. Okay, yeah, something catches your eye. Uh, roll a D twelve. D twelve is the chubby one. Buggy ball. Oh, that's a oh, one. Okay, you find a little little piece of uh, azurite. I'll look that up later. <laughs> A-Z-U-R-I-T-E. As I'm right? <laughs> azurite. Um, you you beckon to Gerald, and uh, he he does not peer out of his window, uh, but you do see that the door is ajar, and there is an ornate green key that looks very familiar oh, stuck inside. Shit. Why? He came in to kill him. We got him. Yeah, get him. Because his tail's wagging. Not very intimidating. Yeah. Uh, we bust in. Okay. 
You knew he had to be bad. Yeah, I knew. Good thing I took his pipe. Right? That's probably why this happened. I'm gonna bubble it over his dead body. I put my pipe in the, his pipe in my mouth and start bubbling it as I go in. These donut stickers? Okay, so... Oh, no, they're not. Levels. You, uh, you go into the first floor of the tower, and <laughs> you see um, you see a staircase, and you see um, a, a little bed that looks like Gerald's bed and his desk with a, like, a, a little uh, pen and a quill and some, some notes. Um, but Gerald's nowhere to be seen. What's okay. he been writing? We don't have time. We'll come back down and look. Let's just go up. No, we have time. Okay. Um, he's been writing uh, about experimenting with uh, plant life and uh, using them for defenses and uh, possibly using them for good. Um, but he seems to have found this... Uh, you, you can see like on one page that he's um, noted something about... Uh, He's found an orb that helps him control uh, the plant life in the area. Hmm. Okay. We'll go to the next level. Okay. Next level, uh, you find some uh, kind of like crude versions of uh, like a a shiffer robe or a dresser. And you see some different blankets and um, various, like you, you would call it a junk drawer. Um. If it were at your house. Anything else? No. Next next level. It's kind of a waste of a level, if you ask me. As we go up the next one, I'm shouting, Gerald! Gerald! You get to the next level, and you hear a scream coming from upstairs, and you see a, a, a small, like, a blue light that's kind of peeking through some of the cracks uh, that are in the flooring. What's on this level? Uh, just various little vials and uh, jars containing different colors of liquid um, you see over in the corner um, like kind of like a purplish light over top of uh, what appear to be daylilies okay. is there anything in the vials I think we can make use of no they just look like nothing you uh, nothing you've ever seen um, you could certainly ask Gerald about it if he's still alive by the time you get to the top of the stairs <laughs> Alright, noted. Let's go on up. Okay. Okay. You get to the top, and there's an orb floating in the center of the room. And um, you see uh, what appears to be um, um, Gerald sitting in a chair. And he has. He's screaming and wincing in pain, and he has small. little splinters going underneath his fingernails uh, like he's being tortured and you see a familiar face do we need a Gerald? do you have one? that of Thaddeus I, I, I thought a, I printed one there's a chair in the bag in my box there oh yeah Thaddeus Hi. stop this at once what are you doing there? <laughs> I didn't expect you to show up. <laughs> uh, we knew you would do this at some point. You're twisted and evil. Twisted? Evil? You have no idea. And then he kind of turns towards <laughs> Gerald. And, like, he starts to, to twitch and writhe. 
and he on the box. He turns his back to both of you, and you see him start to change and shift. What? And he's a changeling. <laughs> Perfect. He starts to slowly, huh? slowly change. Oh no! Into what both of you know to be fish folk. The boss at the end of Mario Brothers Two. A, <laughs> a Banderhob. Banderhob. I knew it. He sticks his tongue out. It sticks to both of you, and he leaps out the window and, pl- and drags you both with him. Ah. And he claws the side of the wizard's tower as he lands uh, down at the very base of it, and all of you fall prone. What? I can't. I don't have a chance to cast Featherfall. Roll your initiative. I'm prone. Can't roll from my butt. Oh yeah! Finally got a good one. Fifteen. Suck on that, Toady. What happens if you roll Maddie a critical 20. on it? Yeah. Means oh, I don't, I, five, five experience points, but you missed one earlier, too, so actually ten. All right. I forgot to give you that one. I was going to remind you and completely forgot. Sweet. Okay. You both will be in front of... Okay. So what happens is, uh, since he's scratched as you guys fell, uh, you didn't land very hard and take any damage, his tongue whips back in his mouth. And... Uh, He's also did, lying prone. Did, uh, so, he is still up there. You can, uh, if you choose to stand. Uh, yeah, wizard was not taken with you guys. Okay. So you guys are laying back where you fought the shrubs, and um, you you have half of your movement if you choose to stand on your turn. Ha- you mean your movement is halved at this point? If you since you're both you're both lying on the ground. He's, okay. lying, he's on the Oh, he's lying too. Yeah. Oh. Um, so I'll stand up. Then, well, it's Alex's turn first. Oh, I see. Okay, I mean, I'll stand up, but that doesn't affect my spell casting at all, right? Right. Just, okay. All right, <clears throat> I will stand you, up. You get advantage on him, and I will cast hold person. Okay. So you have to do a wisdom saving throw. He does, and then he has to do it every time he has a turn. If he doesn't make it. On big money. Okay, these guys are plus five on wisdom. Just heads up. An eleven. Nope. Alright. You're froze. So he's frozen on the ground. <laughs> Does he miss his turn or he has to throw it? Uh, he'll he'll have a chance to He'll get try to, to do get it again. Up. Yeah. Graydon, your turn. He's held. Am I close enough to walk over to you him? You are. I'm going Jerks. to stand next to him and hack him. Okay, uh, you have advantage. It'd <laughs> be so awesome if we just dispatched him in, like, <sighs> two rolls. So close. What was it? It was an 18. Okay, I was hoping for a critical. Just because. Um, so 18 and 5 is 23. Okay. That'll hit. Nine. Nine damage. You might want to take a bonus action to step away, since he's going to try to get back up here in a minute. He's going to tongue me if I step away. I guess he could do that from distance. I mean, he might try to stab you or something. I don't know. These as my bonus action. Pop goblins in there. What is he? As my bonus action, I try to remember what I know about this creature. Do an arcana check. I can probably tell you. Make an arcana check. Six, nine, nine. 
10. Okay. Uh, a, you remember that a, a Banderhob is a hybrid of shadow and flesh. Through dark magic, these components take on an enormous and vile humanoid shape, resembling a bipedal toad. In this form, a Banderhob temporarily serves its creator as a thug, a thief, and a kidnapper. Banderhobs are birthed by hags. In the oh, earliest days great. of the world... A coven of night hags devised a ritual that led to the creation of the first Banderhop. A hag that knows the ritual might be willing to teach it for the right price. Some other dark fae and powerful fiends also know of the process, as do a few mortal mages. Instructions might also be found in a tome devoted to debased wizardry. This is our second hag that we've dealt with, so... It's not really a hag, it's like spawn of hag. Right, but that means there's a hag somewhere. So. We could have a coven situation. Coven type situation okay. happening. It's going to try to break the hold. Did did he have a turn? You had a turn. Yeah, double damage. I mean, not, not double. Actually, yeah, I didn't do that either. Oh, he did nine damage. Why do you have to double it? Because uh, he's prone. prone. You get advantage and you like double crit, the damage? Yeah. Well, because he held it while it was prone. It wouldn't be as bad if it was standing up while it was held. Okay. Um, 15? Um, yes. Okay. So it, it breaks out of the hold, and um, it kind of like looks, looks around and then disappears. Huh? And then reappears over here. I knew it. That's not good. Alex, your turn. Okay. Um, magic missile. Okay. So. Don't forget you have a very powerful weapon available. Yeah, I could. Yeah, that's right. I could use the. Uh, you have a what? I have. I can use again the javelin of lightning. I'll just do that. Um, which is a... Uh, Alright, let's see if we can figure this out again. Um, I still need to roll, right? Correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a... Oh, wait, no. Actually, I'll just make dexterity saving. That, so that, that's for your... We'll use that for your javelin. Okay. Like the actual javelin hit. Yeah, which is piercing yeah. 1d6. So yeah. I'll go ahead and roll That's actually... I think it's 4d6. No, it's 1d6 for piercing damage. The lightning is 4d6. Okay, yeah. yeah. You got me? Yeah. So the, the damage on the piercing is 5. 5 damage. Okay. And then for the lightning damage, he's going to take whoa, um, 8, 12, 14. Okay, and i got to try to make a dexterity saving throw. And I do not... So he's refrozen. No. No, um, but he just got blasted with some lightning. Okay, so how much uh, from the from the lightning? What was the four d six roll? It was fourteen. Okay, so nineteen damage. Yeah. 
Okay. So you hurl a javelin, it turns into a giant lightning bolt and strikes the Vanderhaab, and the javelin pierces it. He takes it and kind of throws it back into the creek, and it, it starts to float downstream just a little ways before it gets hung up on some rocks. And uh, he's, got a, he's got a pretty good bloodstream uh, flowing out of him right now. And Graydon, it's your turn. I will throw my javelin at him. And it's going to hit him. 21. 21 will hit. I'm sorry, 20. 20 will hit. 6 plus 2. 5. 5 damage? Yep. Okay. And then... Uh, can I run across this log right here? Mm-hmm. You have to make an acrobatics check to one, two, three. Right, okay, you're able to uh, negotiate it pretty, pretty efficiently. Five. Does that mean next turn I'll also be able to walk across it easily? Is that like? I think you still that, have to roll acro- acrobatics each time. I'll count it for one log, one log, one thing. Yeah. Because I don't have enough movement to make it across. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, you should just be able to jump from there because you're almost up across anyway. It's not a very, I don't think it's very. Oh, I thought you meant like jump the bank. Yeah, that's what I meant. Jump up, up onto the bank from where you are now. Okay. All right, the Banderhop moves up and you see it kind of like lick its lips. And uh, attacks and uh, with its its tongue lashes out towards you, and uh, you need to make a strength check, a saving throw, I guess. Twenty. A twenty. Okay. It wraps around your arm, and it doesn't stick. It tries to pull you back towards it, but it it slides off and misses. I'm going over there anyway. Um. Alex, your turn. I guess he would hurt me if he pulled me in. I'm gonna go right here. That's just. Oh, well, I guess I should go here, huh? Okay. Um, and I will. What will I do? Do right. a little dance. I will, uh. Punch me in the fingers. Just cast off magic, mis- magic missile. Okay. Uh, which again, I don't think I have to do. I just do it, and then uh, so it's one d four plus one times three. As the battle's going on, you see like those little finger splints that were underneath the wizard's fingers, like flying out the window. Yeah, of course. It's kind of like picking them out, throwing yeah. them out the window. Okay. They're all going to him. So four. Uh, what is plus that? One. Yeah, four. No, oh, sorry, the yeah. bottom. So okay, yeah, I got you. Four, uh, three, and three. So that is ten. Okay, ten damage. Okay. So you shoot out some magic missiles. They fly across the creek and all smash into the Vanderhob, and it winces in pain. And uh, Graydon, now it's your turn. Great sword. Ah. Okay, so you take a swing at it and uh, miss completely. And now the Banderhop will attack you. Great. You want him to pull me in, what's he going to do?
going to try to bite you. Oh. Uh, like 21. Yep. Okay. Um, where's 1d10? Okay, so you're going to take 8 damage okay. plus 6 poison damage. Is that like ongoing? Or, or what? Regular damage and six poison damage. Yikes. You have, you have that big old health potion. Let me know if you need a small one. I see there, there are chickens all over the place down here. So you have disadvantage on attack rolls. Until, and he's kind of like got you in his mouth right now. Until what? Huh? Until, can I undo it? Uh, you can make a an escape of uh, a difficulty class of 13. Escape from his bite? Yeah. What about when he's poison, biting you? Though? Like, can I, how do I get rid of this? When he's not biting you anymore, oh. yeah. you will be poisoned. Can he, uh, I mean, can he do that now or he has to wait for his turn? Wait for his turn. Is that his action on his turn? Uh, yes. Okay. Alex, your turn. Okay, uh, I'm going to cast Flaming Sphere. Okay. Ooh, what is that? Oh. Um, I'm a sphere. Uh, if I can find I it in here. You say, what does that do? It's name is what it is. Five foot diameter sphere of fire appears in an unoccupied space of my choice within range and lasts for the duration. Any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the sphere. So right now that would damage a Graydon as well. Yeah. Well, it's okay. an empty space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So also, I don't know where like he's going to move, yeah. which is kind of weird. Yeah. All right. Uh, never mind. I'll, I'll cast. I'll try hold person again. Okay. Um, so you just have to do a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Fourteen. Yes. Okay. We're good. Okay. Graydon, your turn. I will attempt to be unbitten. Okay. And fail horribly. He's like, ha! <laughs> can I drink a potion while I'm bit? Uh, no. Oh, no. Bonus action, he can't drink a potion? He's grappled. No. Oh, no. By hits. And there no. it is. Uh, six damage. Plus. That's Four all. plus two. You had two damages last time. Well, that was part of it was the bite. This is just the sinking some more poison into you. What are you down to? Six. Woof. I'm the one it's good works. thing you got that big potion. Whatever that does. My turn again? Yep. Um... You want to be offensive, or you want me to try to hold him again? What do you think? What? Oh, I think you should try to kill him. Okay. Um, I will magic missile him. I mean, you've only got six, and you can't take a potion until you're free. Why don't you, uh, as you're attacking with whatever you're attacking with, walk towards the rocks to get your javelin again? I can use it, but I can. I, it won't have any lightning. Oh. You have to have a long rest before you can use the lightning mm-hmm. part. That's right. Again. Okay. So, about it. in other words, I can. I have one more level three spell. I can hold person. I can try hold person. Which presumably you could get out of his grip if he was if he were held by me, or I can hit him with a um, 
um, magic missile, which will hurt him, but it won't probably won't kill him at this point. I don't think he's close to being dead. I don't think you should try holding him. If so in other words, just attack him. if that happens, you're probably going to die because he's going to bite you again. He's going to try to bite you. Yeah, but I have all my hit dice. Okay, but you can't get out of this hold. You see what I'm saying? All right, hold person. You're going to roll a 13. 16. Okay. Braden, your turn. What is it? What do I do? Uh. You get out of a hold. It's a. Um, strength. Nine. Nine will not get free. Okay, it's gonna bite you again. Oh. Uh, I've never seen anyone roll. Fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the squirt roll. Six damage. Or eight damage. Yeah, I'm not negative two then. Okay, so what happens? Do you go negative? You're prone. Uh, you just go to zero. No, you just go to zero. Okay. Okay, so he bites you and takes you down to zero hit points and he drops you out of his mouth and spins around to look at you. Oh, he, he, he unbites me? Yeah. Okay. What is a dog? Dog whimper sound. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't. I can't heal him from here, correct? Can I run over there and pour uh, a healing potion down his throat? Or I can do that, but that'll be my, my turn. Dude, you could mage hand a potion over and pour it in. I could, but that would also be my turn. Yeah. But it's worth it. I mean, I'm fine with that. Because then I can bring my... If I can, I will cast mage hand to go over there and pick up his greater healing potion and then... Feed it to myself. Pour it down his throat. Bring my own potion. His uh, snout. I'll allow it. <laughs> Thank you, Judge Judy. Overturned. I'm going to turn to death saving throws just in case. Yeah, no, double check it. I mean... Okay. So, uh, all of a sudden, a, a mystical hand appears and floats over... Uh, I mean, that can be my turn. Yeah. We've done we've done that before with... Um, well, that is your turn because you're, cast, yeah, you're casting a, a spell. Yeah. So, um, you can take a bonus action and take a healing potion yourself. Um, but reaches over and kind of fumbles around in Graydon's pocket and pulls out a potion of greater healing um, and pours it into his mouth. And it's uh, I think it's four d four plus four. Yeah, that's what it says. Well, you need two more. The regular one's two d two plus two. Yeah, I need two more, please. Come on, Biggins. Well, I mean, it'd be better than zero, right? So. Three and two is five, and another three is eight, and four is twelve. Twelve plus four, sixteen. So you heal sixteen. Pretty good. And it, like it's like looking at its lips. It's Weirdo. This guy is. Yeah, look at him. He really, he really is. Okay, and that uh, you're up. You're up and moving. Um, your turn. <gasps> Slice him down. The. You didn't know that I was up. Actually, he's facing me, so yeah, you should have advantage, right? Uh, no doubt, because he's not engaged in combat on the other side. All right. Maybe my greatsword will get him. What's Gerald doing? Just up there, just take, recovering, taking, taking the splints out of his uh, from underneath his fingernails. Thirteen. Thirteen does not hit. Man, I cannot hit him. Okay, as my bonus action, I'm going to have a second wind. Nice. Regain hit points equal to D10 plus my level. 
I've got one. A what? Ah, uh, seven. So he'll know it's seven. Twenty-three. Nice job. Okay. He's surprised that you're back up and spins around and tries to bite you again. Oh no. Eight. No. Alright. He tries to bite, completely misses. Alex, your turn. Magic missile. Alright. So I don't need to roll for that, correct? I just need to roll every time. Um three D fours plus one. Right? Three? Mm-hmm. Okay, so five fours. Uh, plus three is eight. Plus uh, five is thirteen. How you want to do this? Yes. Close. Um, I want him to. Um, here's what I'll do. I'll send the magic missile toward your blade, which is right there, and you can just uh, ho- hockey stick it into his throat as his mouth is out, and then he will he will belch. And then explode. <laughs> You're gonna get covered. Sorry. It's probably gonna be pretty mucusy. That's disgusting. <laughs> All right. So the magic missiles fly towards them, and and it looks like they're not gonna hit him. But the last second, Graydon deflects them like a like just like a that's right a little puck, and it shoots right into down into the Baderhoff's throat as it, it's reaching out to try to bite him again. And they they go down in there, and it swells, it swells, it swells, and it just explodes. Um, all over the place. Sending frog guts all over um, you. Bonus action, I'm going to slide down this tree trunk over nice. next to you. High five. <laughs> and high five you. That's right. Uh, the Banderhob leaves behind only a, a terry goo and wisps of shadow. Legends tell of a dark tower in the shadow fell where the shadows sometimes reform and Banderhobs roam. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing that's it then. Is, that it? is there anything of value laying? Is there anything else? Left? Uh, there's just, just, just goo. goo. Okay. Just goo, goo and shadows. Um, Should we bother to talk to Gerald? Okay. Gerald, come on, uh, come in there, please. Uh, he he kind of comes down to, not to the door. Oh. He goes, "Oh, uh, thank you, friends." That thing was nasty. You know what that thing was after? Uh, your orb? Uh, uh, no, it, it wasn't. It, I took the orb, I guess, out of well, curiosity. It controls uh, plants. I can make them attack things with Yeah, it. I know they attacked us when we came in. Thanks for that. Oh. You, need to, you need to beat them up uh, a little bit. I'm sorry. Uh, Give him some plan armor. Also, they have fire. They don't, they don't it, deal well. It, it just came in and said it worked for Radovid. Radovid? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> it's the murderer? A, it said Rad... Traitor? It said that Radovid took some some papers from uh, some Lupin fam... Wait. You're Lupin. That's right. It said it took some papers from some Lupin family about the greatest sword, and it... It didn't understand what the papers meant. Now, where are the papers now? Well, they're with Radovid, but I know where his hideout is. Hmm. I have a friend of the forest 
little fay. Let me let me see if I can summon him. A what? He's a fay. I think I know who this is. But horny guy. This I don't know the... any horny guys, but well, I'm not a guy. I'm a lady. Horned, the horned gentleman. He goes up in the tower and kind of like peeks his head out the top window and blows like probably the, like the lamest horn sound you've ever heard. Yeah, that's, that's right. That sounds terrible. And uh, out of the woods comes uh, a little <laughs> satyr, uh, and he pops over and says, "Hello, friends." The guy that my name's Les. The guy that. Let us into the cave before. This was a this was a flashback. Yeah, we've already been through this. We've already been through the next quest and scene. You just blew my mind. It was a prequel of the prequel. <laughs> we've been inceptioned. <laughs> okay, I'm going home. Thank you very much. Thank you, Gerald, and good night. So that's it for episode two of Stormwatch Homebrew. Thanks for listening. Hope you had a swell time. For Graydon Dredsworth and Alexandretta Blueshade, I'm Joe Ross. We'll see you in Episode 3. Until then, keep adventuring.